in movies, TV series, video games, books, and more. This is Potential Picks. Hello and welcome back to another edition of Potential Picks. I'm your host, Tara Sokol, and joined by always my carny eleven pal, Chris Stewart. I know he loves a bit of a circus action, same do I. Uh, today's Potential Pick, we are reviewing Nightmare Alley. That is the 2021 American neo-noir psychological thriller film directed by Guillermo del Toro from a screenplay by del Toro and Kim Morgan, based on the 1946 novel of the same name. Now, um, very interested about this film. Uh, Chris and I are big fans of Guillermo del Toro, his style and the, and the films he had, and this was exciting to him back in the director's chair after uh, so long. So very excited about this, uh, not only featuring a very interesting, intriguing premise, but also a great ensemble cast. Uh, this is non-spoiler review. Chris, Give us a brief synopsis of Nightmare Alley. So Nightmare Alley is about an ambitious young man named Stan Carlisle, played by Bradley Cooper, who ends up joining this carnival, traveling carnival, if you will. And he starts to learn the ways of some of their craft. He wants to just not be just a, a guy behind the scenes. And he works his way up to start to be uh, using the craft of mentalism. And along the way, uh, in his travels, he ends up hooking up with a corrupt psychiatrist, Dr. Lilith Rither, who proves to be just as dangerous as he is. And this film really starts to, it's showcasing, you know, this is 1940s. This is around the time of World War II is about to happen. So wealth is a very different thing in this time. And to see a lot of like, you know, the technology that is available especially for, you know, a lot of these carnival tricks are their parlor tricks or things, you know, to, you know, trick the eye. And a lot of people, you know, needing some kind of entertainment. Movies are still kind of being a thing and not every town has them. This is still a form of entertainment that people would go see is go to the go to the carnivals, you know. And I think also on, on that, what you're saying is a great escapism because you're like you're in the time of the Second Great World War. And, you know, people have suffered loss and people, you know, their loved ones are going off to war. They don't have to come back. They lost it. So a lot of this is escapism and, and kind of a lot of, I think, part of the film is that grief and preying upon, you know, the grief and desperation of others. Yeah, we, we always are intrigued by a bit of the bizarre, a bit of the unexplained. And in this day and age, especially even simple things like a person, you know, like there was one I, I love there was one moment where it's a woman who was her, her whole face is painted like a spider and she's put into a headdress it looks like she has eight legs clearly she's just behind a fake wall but she acts like you know i'm the spider woman that i was bit you know and i you know and it was kind of like kind of a cool little trick where like you know i'm sure even like kids would walk by and they would believe that and so a lot of this you know is the fake part the how well can you sell yourself and a big tagline for this movie that was promoted in every single trailer that willem dafoe who is the owner of this carnival would always say, is it man or beast is a big part of this uh, trailer, how this was promoted. So, you know, again, this movie, I think something with Del Toro is he has explored a lot of the horrors of fantasy, yeah, bizarre, um, but also humanity, you know, he the bizarre, the weird, um, you know, from his sci-fi fantasy movies to even stuff like, you know, he won, you know, the last big movie he directed was shape of water. 
2017. That won Best Picture. One best director. So I think I was expecting more of the weird and bizarre from this. There truly is that nature with the carny folk. There's always a bit of the weird things, you know, like the owner of the foe. He has all these essentially dead animals and babies and jars, you know, like, again, it's that freak show element. There's a lot of, you know, you have a, a small man. All, all the creepy and the macabre. And I think I wanted to explore more of that. But the carny world is kind of left off after about. 40 minutes 50 minutes of the film this is also a two and a half hour film i think that's a flaw of the film yeah you definitely feel the, you definitely feel the weight of the time of the runtime it is slow especially you know the movie gets to a point where him and rooney mara who kind of does this electric act which i thought that was actually really cool how they visualize that in this film she you know they have a bit of a relationship and they go off and he's doing this mentalism where he reads people's minds and I thought that was kind of fascinating how they kind of do the backstories for some of that, how they kind of explore some of that. And, but then it's just slow. It was slow for a long part of the movie. Now, I think there is that element of the neo-noir, you know, this is not meant to all be just a straight action movie. This isn't like a, the horrors of the night. It's the horrors of humanity. And he is, you know, essentially a con man, you know, it's like his craft is to fake what he, you know, he's, he finds clues about people, tells you know, picks and... information, tells and stuff. So, I mean, that was all fascinating. And Bradley Cooper, I will say, you know, this man has really grown into be quite a phenomenal actor. And it was great to see him in this kind of lead role again, where, you know, I haven't seen him do a big movie like this in a while. And I think it was a fascinating role for him because he does start off as kind of a, like a man who seems to be just a man looking for a job, you know, doing anything. And to see him kind of, transform into this very uh you know elegant man who has this this job where he is selling out audiences every every night you know so i liked a lot of the story of what it was it just was too long and i wanted more exploration for the dark elements and the carny stuff because like willem dafoe is great in this movie he's in it for maybe 20 minutes of the whole movie i felt like it wouldn't feel like he was in it very long yeah i agree um i definitely i give a lot of credit to the female uh, ensemble rooney mara uh great tony collette and Kate Blanchett, you know, whatever she does is is always wonderful. She always has this very seductive, like she very well fit, like for I think she's a woman out of her time. She she has that Greta Garbo, she's that Ava Gardner kind of feel like that she could play like that femme fatale, that dame, um, the but not the damsel. She always has that very intimidating presence. And I think she works really well in here, but I felt like it was a very kind of stock character. There wasn't a lot of depth to her character. I felt they could do a little bit more with her. But again, great, you know, you see some great casting in here. I was really impressed with a lot of these stars that I recognize in this film. Um, but, you know, as Chris said, yeah, for a two and a half hour movie, and that's including credits, you know, there's not a lot of great twists and turns until like very the very last 20, 25 minutes of the film, uh, which I think... Um, if this film was broken down a little bit, I think it would have been more engaging, more entertaining, especially based on a book and a, and a film based in 1947. I don't think there are a lot of long movies. I think it would have done well to make it more of a character piece. But I will give credit to the costume design. The sets were really well done. It definitely gave you that really creepy feel. Yes, the production value was very, very well done. Uh, even the music by Nathan Johnson had a bit of that, you know, feel to it and yeah a lot of this was shot really well i mean 
there's a great element to when they're on the planes at the carnival it has that rustic look you know they're out you know on the planes where there's not much going around but then when they're in the city there's just really harsh tones of color and i love that it's always like snowing you know it's winter time and like there's this there is this like beautiful elegant shots to them like up in the penthouse where um cape blanchett's like offices where they do the the therapy sessions and to see you know like behind it's all this like gold and bronze and stuff and then behind them in the window you see nothing but snow like i thought there was some really beautiful color choices in this film that again i think del toro does very well with but it doesn't really pick up the pace the kind of the big payoff you want of any kind of you know something apart from just talking doesn't really pick up to like the last 20 minutes or so of the film so it's not a, a complete bust for me. I think maybe if, you know, we, me and Taylor were just talking about this before we started recording this review. I think nowadays we really are just bombarded with, there's so many film options. There's so many TV show options that we're constantly watching multiple things, even if not, you know, sequentially, you know, you're watching that show during the day. You're, you're oh, I saw that movie last night. Now I'm going to see this movie tomorrow. When you're watching so many things and you're trying to really focus on the one thing you're watching at a time, if it doesn't really grasp your attention, it is hard to see what it is for its you know full appreciation. You know, and I think this is one of those where I've been a huge Del Toro fan for a long time. You know, Pan's Labyrinth still holds up as one of the best fantasy horror movies of all time, and of course, I love Hellboy and a lot of stuff he's done. This was just not one that grasped me the way he has in the past with his work. Um, I still give it merit for the acting and a lot of that's like the production value. I just wanted more from it in the end. It didn't really have a twist that shocked me. Yeah. And to sum up, I think that this these are the kind of examples and we've talked about this where I think to make this maybe have the impact it could have had, I think a good limited series or maybe made into a TV show, I felt like especially diving more into the old-timey carnival carny world uh the darkness and the deeper side i feel like it would have given a lot of these actors and actresses more to work with because there are some great powerhouse performances and they're not given enough to work with and you know more i think because they were very well casted for their roles but there could have been a lot more so i agree but hey check it out for yourself you can go and see this now in theaters it is nightmare alley and that was this edition of potential picks Thanks for listening to The Potential Podcast. You can follow us on Instagram and Facebook at The Potential Podcast or on Twitter at The Potential Pod. Or you can email us. Send us your positive feedback and thoughts, suggestions, and more through our email, thepotentialpodcast at yahoo.com. I'm your host, Chris Dewar. And I'm your host, Taylor Sokol. Stay tuned for more episodes on pop culture, entertainment, and nerdum. And remember, know, know your, your potential. potential.